The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight What's here? I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds Who different. are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about hypnosis? Let's get through Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello. And welcome to episode 233 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Prime. What's going on, G? Hey, always a pleasure to be in the house. Hey, man, always a pleasure to be in the house with you as well. Glad that you could make it one more week before Baby Mania. Yes, it's running wild. <laughs> And we'll send a big shout out to Miss Didi Jonet somewhere in parts unknown during her vacation mania. And in her place, we have a member of the GLOW, one of my favorite wrestle bays. It's Miss Laura Singh. Hey, Don. Thanks for having me. Oh, I feel so loved tonight. Thank you. (laughs) No problem, Laura Singh. Thanks for (laughs) joining us. No problem. It's been a while. It's been a while. I know. I know. Catch the people up with what you've been up to and who you've been cheering since the last time we talked to you. Um, So much has been going on, of course. Um, I'm cheering on, you know, welcome back, Roman Reigns. Or, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm happy he's back, even though he's on SmackDown now. But we'll get into that. But um, happy for Becky Lynch. She's the main event. And um, the superstar shakeup it's, it's been really intense for the past two days. So, yeah, I'm rooting for everybody. So, yeah. All right. So we'll let everybody know before we get started that you can find the WrestleCast each and every week on the CSPN. You can find this at the web on CSPN.us. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. So we'll start out with some news. And first, we'll start out with, unfortunately, some injury news. As Nia Jax has been wrestling for the past several months with some pretty bad knees. And she revealed this week that she is going to be out for quite a while as she's going to have to have surgery to repair both her ACLs and both knees. So good luck to Naya and hope she has a speedy recovery. We love you, Naya. I love you. <laughs> so just when Auntie Tamina was starting to get in the groove. Yes, I know. Now her tag team partner is hurt. See, this is the only downfall to why. A lot of people don't want to be in tag teams because if your partner gets hurt or you get hurt, then your whole team's in limbo Exactly. for a while. Next bit of injury news, Big E. Big E is out with a torn meniscus. 
It's uh, questionable how he got that torn meniscus. You can be the judge. But this isn't as nearly as severe as Nia Jackson's injury. He should be fine within a couple of weeks, hopefully. So hopefully Big E will be, you know, behave himself while he has all this time off recovering from a knee injury. Luke Harper has asked for his release from WWE. Mm. He obviously is not happy with the direction of how things have been going for him the last few months since he returned from injury. And that seems to be a theme that's going around WWE right now. Because Sasha Banks reportedly was unhappy with her WrestleMania booking and she threatened to quit WWE. She was given an undisclosed amount of time off just to think things over. So we all cheer for Sasha Banks here on this podcast. Everybody knows that. That's up front, out in the open. We have highlighted many times that she has won championships and she has failed to defend them once she's become champion many times. And then this was another case where she actually got one defense with the titles, but her and Bailey thinking that they were going to get a long run and a chance to establish the titles and make them mean something, have them snatched out from under them at WrestleMania. And it looks like Sasha has gotten to her breaking point with her booking and the way that WWE works as a whole. So, Miss Laura Singh, I'll let you go first as our guest. Your thoughts when you heard the reports of Sasha Banks quitting and then being sent home to think things over. Hopefully, a cooler head will prevail on her part. But what if it doesn't? I don't. Even, I don't even know. I mean, like, like I heard about like um, they said that Iconics wasn't originally supposed to even win. I heard it was supposed to be Sasha and Bailey again. They were supposed to win, and it was like a last minute change, as you said. And um, I really hope she comes back. You know, um, I feel like sometimes she really doesn't get like enough opportunities, but when she wants teamed up with Bailey, you know, for the tag team titles, you know. You know, she finally got that chance to shine. And it was so funny because I remember, like, last year, those two were, like, those were, like, oil and vinegar. They were not getting along at all. And, like, to see them, like, you know, as they were as tag team champions, you know, they've come a long way. And and now it feels weird because now Bailey's on SmackDown. And I don't know if she's going to join SmackDown or go back to Raw. I just really hope she makes, you know, the best decision for her and um i just hopefully they appreciate her more because a lot of people love sasha banks i know i tune in on monday night to see my girl sasha so like for her not to be there would be like i don't know it'll be it'll be kind of weird you know so i like you said i hope she has a cool head think things through and um i just wish all the best for her and she makes the right decision Greg, I think if you were to rank the talents on the roster, that a lot of people would have Sasha Banks near their top 10 
at least in the top 15 of people in the whole company world and you know all the way through the company how big of a life loss would it be if she decided that you know she's had enough of the way that wwe has booked her and treated her these last four years that she's been up on the main roster I think it would be a, a really big loss to them because, exactly. you know, they they have a, a large roster of of talented women, but some some are ready, but most aren't, you know, to, to really step into the spotlight and perform night after night. So um, I definitely think that the WWE is the best place for her because I don't think there's another company that could, possibly utilize her um, to the, the best of her abilities right now. But I, I do agree with you. I think that she didn't have the type of title defenses that uh, her talent deserves. But in this particular case, I got to say, I think the right decision was made because you need to have an antagonist heel team like that with the belts. That's going to make that division. Uh, far more entertaining than just putting it on, you know, the baby face champ. So maybe they would have had, you know, some sort of series of a best of three or a best of seven to where they could get both teams going at each other. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think the the right call was made, but I definitely understand why she may have felt slighted or insulted with the move. Another case in point is just highlights the nature of how last minute things work in that company. Yeah. How you can come in, you know, having it in your mindset one way. And then, you know, as the time nears, it may be the exact opposite way. And that must throw people off. You can never be settled. I guess you always have to be on your toes, as they say. Wait, I mean, it made Road Dog resign, right? Didn't I see that? Yeah, that was some news floating around. I, I don't know. I think he just resigned as like the head writer of SmackDown. I don't know if he resigned from the company, but yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of muck going on right now in WWE, and I think that a lot of a lot of people are feeling a little bit bolder because there's some more opportunities to go places out there now impact reportedly has real money that they've got that you know they're just trying to give people they're they're offering you know competitive offers with aew i've heard and seen throughout you know different articles on the internet so i think the wrestlers are starting to kind of feel like they did back in the 90s you know late 90s where even though it hasn't formulated yet, just the threat of AEW is still big enough where right now, you know, it can get Vince's attention. When you yeah. know, people threaten to, you know, their release because, you know, obviously that's the first place everybody is thinking they're going to go. We will see what transpires between WWE and Sasha Banks. Right now, everybody's just in a wait-and-see pattern. She has all the time that she needs. They're thinking that maybe by the next pay-per-view, which is in the middle of the month in May. Money in the bank. My favorite. 
she will be back and they will have a resolution. But there's always a chance that she says I'm out. So hashtag free the boss. Yes. We will move into Monday Night Raw. Stephanie and her asset wash mom, James. She kicks off the show. She hypes the superstar shakeup. She brings out Shane. Shane hypes up his best in the world status. <laughs> and he gets a CM Punk and you suck chance. And then he mocks the dirty Montreal French. The Miz is coming to Raw, and we find out because he attacked Shane from the blind side. Shane runs Miz into the post and lays in strikes. Throws the Miz over the barricade into the crowd. The Miz comes up with the chair, lays in some chair shots with Shane. Then all of a sudden we realize, oh, the Miz is bleeding. Where did he get that from? So he scurries off. Shane does after the chair shots. The Miz is standing tall in the ring with the chair over his head. Blood coming down. And the first thing I thought about was the exchange he had on Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan. When he's like, you're the definition of a WWE wrestler. You've never bled. You've never, you know, done all this, done all that. And I was like, well, you can actually cross one of those off now for the Miz. Because that's the first time I've ever seen him bleed. But Yeah, I never saw him bleed either. That was pretty good. Because it was uh, a lot of talking before uh, the men's came down there and got that action started. Ricochet, Aleister Black, Zack Ryder, and Kurt Hawkins. They faced off against The Revival and The Viking Experience. Whoa. <laughs> what kind of name is that? I was like, wait a minute. What are the war? What are they? The war radio? Like I was like, yo, what? like WWE always messing. That name was amazing. They should have just kept it. The Viking Experience. I was like, <sighs> I was like, okay, WWE, y'all know more than me, obviously. And I was just like, y'all should have just kept that name. I just feel like it was just more like you hear that name, War Raiders. You're like, oh my god, like something's about to like happen. And they're and they're really good. I love the War Raiders. But the Viking experience is just like it sounds like something like from medieval times or something, and I'm like, I'm just messing up a, a name. Like they should just kept it. But like I said, WWE, that's how they are, I guess. They went from War Machine to War Raiders. Okay, took a minute to grow on me, but all right, <laughs> I'm down with it. Okay, I feel it. And then you call them the Viking Experience? I was like, (laughs) wow. You want to talk about making it very hard for somebody to get over from the very first second they come on your program? This was it. Uh Uh-uh. Because the name alone is a turn off. For real. I was like, the Viking Experience? Oh my god. <sighs> so as we get into the match, Ricochet dumps Dawson to the floor. The meteor by Alistair Black back in. The Vikings toss Hawkins to the floor. 
They hit their finishing move, the fallout to Zack Ryder. And the Viking Experience get the pin and the win for the revival in the Viking Experience. They debut by pinning the unlikeliest tag team champions in the world, Zack Ryder <laughs> and Kurt Hawkins. So their Monday Night Raw careers are off to a fantastic start. Mr. G Money, give me some analysis here on the biking experience being full time <laughs> raw members now, as I guess they are setting their sights on destroying everybody in the raw tag team division. Well, uh, they got some work to do, I should, I'll <laughs> say, on the main roster, but lucky for them. They'll have the Usos to work with eventually because they really need to rebuild the Raw Tag Team division. So uh, there's a there's a chance that, you know, things will get better for them. But that name change did not help. I don't know if that was just a Vince special where he just wanted to change something at the last minute or somebody found out like, oh, well, actually someone owns that name and we don't want to pay for that. But hopefully it'll work out for the guys. I have a suggestion. If there's somebody that's listening up in Stanford, how about give Ricochet and Alistair Black a week off of TV? (laughs) 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 They are. They are always. Every time I see them, they're on TV. Aren't they tired? Poor boys. Poor guys. Every day. Every time I see them, tired for them. Yes, I'd be like, dag. Then I just like see y'all like on Friday night, and then they're here at WrestleMania, and I'm like, oh my god, like take a break, take a break. But I, the the chemistry with those two is amazing. Like I love those two together, Ricochet and Alistair. I love them. Like they're they're pretty dope. But you gotta break them up though. I know. I know. I know. I don't know when, but I'm gonna join those two together. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm enjoying it for now. We get an announcement that Cedric Alexander is coming to Raw. Hopefully he can do what Mustafa Ali did on SmackDown and become the little guy who can hang in with the Giants and create some great matches and some great underdog stories. Only time will tell. Raw is tranquilo as it is announced that Andrade Cien Almas with Zelina Vega. They are now members of Monday Night Raw and they're biting off a lot as they're going to start off with a match against the Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor. Finn Balor dumps Cien Almas to the floor and the tope is cut off by Zelina Vega when she gets up on the ring. So, Finn hits the ropes and just dives over her and wipes out Andrade. Zelina Vega then hits a hurricanrana on Finn Balor. Back in the ring, Andrade, he hits the hammerlock DDT. And Cien Amos, he gets the win over the Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor. Heck of a debut for 
Cian Almas. Way to go, Finn Balor. First time out with the Intercontinental Championship. Or second time out on Raw, excuse me. You get beat by a newcomer. So, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't oh get it. Oh I know you want to make a splash with these people. But put some jobbers in the ring. Let them hit all of their big explosive moves. Look real impressive. Have Zelina Vega cut a nice promo explaining who he is, why he's here, and then just move on to the next thing. Why you got to be Finn Balor? I know. Elias is here. He performs. He puts himself over. He runs down John Cena and The Undertaker. He claims that they're jealous of him. Then he begins to mock the local sports team. And he gets heat because he says the Montreal Canadiens failed to make the playoffs. I mean, it was the truth. I don't know why they mad. They need to be mad <laughs> at their team, not Elias. Ray Mysterio Jr. arrives and he joins the Raw roster. Ray works over Elias and sends him to the floor. That's when Lars Sullivan arrives. Ray fights Lars. He lays in kicks. But he ends up eating the freak accident. Lars then picks up Ray Mysterio and he hits a running Liger bomb and Lars Sullivan stands tall. This is very reminiscent of the Brock Lesnar push in 2002 where he's just coming through crushing the buildings on everybody regardless of your stature. How big you are, how small you are, how established you are. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it off as good as Brock Lesnar did. They got to be gentle with Lars. You know, he's Mm -hmm. fragile. It would have been nice to see him and Ross Strowman together in a match. I think they're going to have to separate those two for a while. One of those is going to Oh, well, that eventually happens. Uh, but before I move on, G is just, is Lars Sullivan just Snitsky 2.0? <laughs> or can he stiff arm those comparisons and actually stand on his own and be something? Well, I was just about to say, like, you put him in the ring with Braun, and it's going to be like, a, which one of these things is not like the other? Don't do that. Okay? You, you're going to find out real quick. He ain't he ain't a true monster. I'm just so surprised that the guy got another shot after, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, no showing. So that that was that was a big surprise to me. But I, I definitely think he can make a big impact. He he performed really well in NXT, so he can work in the ring. But he's just he's a he's a big guy to you know every regular human being walking the earth. But in the WWE, he's he's not really a monster. So he'll probably. He'll find his lane, but I don't. He'll never be a, a a monster heel. I don't believe. Rude and Gable, they get some promo time. 
they're talking about the superstar shakeup. They said they can beat any tag team in WWE. So they challenge anyone. And they get the Usos. The Usos versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Bobby Roode tags in for the double team blockbuster. Jimmy fought, fights off the skull and bones. He tags in Jay and Super Kits follows. The double Ouse finishes things off and the Usos are victorious. Back on Raw again. They were so crunk when they came out on their entrance. I thought it was like 2002. <laughs> it's like man I need that type of energy that they got Alexa Bliss she interviews Sami Zayn Sami Zayn gets a huge hometown reaction Sami dances and plays to the crowd as they sing his music Sami then says this is easy and he makes the crowd play along to his every whim Alexa welcomes him back and Sami says he's been in town all week Hitting up his old regular spots. And he loves the city. But he can't stand the people. The low point. Of the of his week. Is right now. Being here with all of these people. Sammy says he doesn't want to be here. Because nine months ago. He'd have loved this reaction. But now it makes him sick. The fans start to chant for Kevin Owens. Which annoys Sammy. He won't accept the fans reaction. And says they should be ashamed. Bliss questions his opinions and says they aren't to blame. Sammy is. Sammy says these aren't his people and he moved away to Orlando to get away from them. See you in hell. And Sammy leaves. Mm. Sammy did have it super lit though. He did. He did. The the sky was hitting. Yeah, they was feeling him, and then when he said, "I was like, um, okay, like what the heck just happened?" Greg, we saw a masterclass in how to turn a crowd against you in mere minutes. Sami Zayn seems to be taking hold of his own heel turn, and I think it's going to work out for him a lot better than it has for most people recently. I agree. As long as he can stay healthy, you know that's it's mm-hmm. been the issue. Exactly. He might have to uh, change his his uh, his ring style up a l- just a little bit. Maybe not do quite as many, you know, exploders and take those moves as often as he does. Save him for the. For the Sunday nights and the big house shows in the big cities. Yeah. Adopt a, the New Japan approach. Yeah. <laughs> the Iconics, they faced off against Bailey and Naomi because Naomi now is on SmackDown, is on, excuse me, Monday Night Raw as well. Naomi fires up. She looks for a tag, but Peyton Royce cuts her off. The Iconics follow with double teams on Naomi, but Bailey makes the save. Naomi hits a split-legged moonsault, and Naomi and Bailey they get the win over the Raw tag, or excuse me, the Women's Tag Team Champions, the Iconics. Feel the, the champions losing. 
<laughs> Sorry, it just oh. bugs me. But yes, we can feel the glow on Monday nights now. That's I, cool. I mean, I like the iconic, but their voice is so annoying. I'm like, ah. Oh. I sometimes have to put them on mute. I'm like, shh, just go in and make a fight. That's it. That's all I want. Like, their voices, I can't. I can't. It's not even their accent. It's just like, it's like high pitch, and I'm like, oh, okay. Let me just, just, just go and fight. Yes, I don't need to hear you speak. Yeah, that's iconics for you. Braun Strowman, he destroyed EC3. He mauls oh. him right away. He chased him up the ramp, slams him t- into the LED boards. Then Braun choke slams him off the stage through a platform, does the big roar. They come and scrape EC3 up <laughs> on the platform, take it to the back. Oh my God, that match was so fast. I was like, in the blink of an eye, I'm like, Oh, wow. In Nobody Cares News, Eric Young is coming to Monday Night Raw. (laughs) (laughs) Becky Lynch, she faced off against Ruby Riot. Ruby hits the senton for a two count. Ruby then gets cut off. Becky applies to disarmor, but Liv and Sarah pull Ruby to the floor. Becky Lynch wipes them out, and then she gets back in the ring, applies to disarmor, and Ruby Riot has to tap out. Becky Lynch is your winner. Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre, they get some promo time. They plan to run Rollins and Reigns off of Monday Night Raw. Which one? Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. I can't. What he's don't so, you like about Baron Corbin? Uh, I don't know. He's just so... He's a very handsome guy. He's very handsome. I might looking at him. But he's just so... I don't know. He's so annoying. Like, I don't know. He's like... People call him boring Cor- Corbin. So, I, I mean, like, he really doesn't do... Like, he doesn't... I don't know. He's a bit boring to me. But he's very handsome, though. I'll give him that. Natalia arrives while Becky is still in the ring. Natalia congratulates Becky and says, as a pioneer of the women's evolution, she dreamed of main eventing WrestleMania. She praises, she praises Becky for pinning Ronda Rousey and winning both titles on the same night. Natalia then says she's here to look her in the face and tell her she's the best and is coming after the Raw Championship. Becky says Natalia is overlooked and underappreciated and she knew women like Natalia would come after her. She understands this and says they have traveled the world together to get to WWE and here they are. Becky accepts the challenge, but Lacey Evans arrives. Lacey calls all of this adorable. Because Natalia, a classless has been. Lacey says she knows how to use her influence to get what she wants. She's officially on Raw and wants a title shot. She will have a number one contenders match against Natalia per the McMahons, aka Vince McMahon. 
Because we all know Lacey Evans is Vince's type. What type is that? Tall and blonde. <laughs> Lacey Evans faces off against Natalia. Lacey Evans applies a Cobra Clutch. Natalia escapes. She battles back and hits a clothesline. The sharpshooter follows, but Lacey Evans makes the ropes. The women's right follows. Lacey Evans finishes things off with the moonsault. Lacey Evans is victorious over Natalia, and she is a number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Hopefully, Becky. Oh, go ahead. Excuse oh, me. I'm sorry, so yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I really thought Natalia was gonna win. Honestly, I really was. I thought Natalia was gonna get that for sure. And then when I saw it, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, unfortunately, Natalia doesn't get the high-profile matches that she would yeah. probably shine in the most with her experience and the way that. She's basically trained all of these girls in some shape, form, or fashion to get to the level that they are on the main roster. She could have some amazing matches with everyone if given the proper time and a good story and the spotlight. It is time for the main event of Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and their mystery partner, AJ Styles take yeah. on Baron, uh, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. The baby faces run wild. AJ Styles fights off Leo Rush, but Bobby Lashley cuts him in half with the big ending. We get the blackout by Seth Rollins, and then Roman Reigns hits a spear. AJ Styles recovers enough to hit the springboard forearm on Bobby Lashley. They get the pin, and Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and AJ Styles are your winners. Play by Rollins. And let's not uh, gloss over what Seth Rollins accomplished at WrestleMania, knocking off the beast Brock Lesnar. Still riding the high from that. Roll through, shoulders down now, and a kick out. Super kick to the jaw of Corbin. You can tell Seth Rollins has leveled up. Rollins kick right to the midsection. He's got Corbin where he wants him, and Corbin rolls out of harm's way. Wise decision, Baron, but... Oh, and a big right hand is set what for the suicide dive. And just like that, Corbin is taking over. Oh, man. Is it enough to pin the Universal Champion? Almost had him. The phenomenal AJ Styles landed hard. Bobby Lashley couldn't take advantage of the Pele kick by AJ Styles. And another one to Corbin. AJ could be looking for the Styles Clash. If he hits that, he'll... Oh! Claymore kick from McIntyre! Welcome to Raw, AJ. Oh, went for the Superman punch, and McIntyre intercepted Reigns. How another throw by McIntyre. Is Drew McIntyre. McIntyre is dominating right now. 
And there's the hype man for Lashley. Leo Rush out there directing traffic. This is where it all started. This is where it's going to end. Oh, no. Oh, and it looked like he may be going for the claymore to Reigns into the post, but Superman punch off the kick by Rollins. McIntyre spills out over the barricade. Rollins now in the ring. There's Corbin. Cut! Drive-by. What an interception. Here comes Suicide dive by Rollins and the Universal Champions rolling. Gosh. Cover by Lashley to knock off Styles, and it's Seth Rollins with a stop. Roman Reigns. Spear. And the phenomenal AJ Styles is ready. If AJ connects with this, it's lights out for the Almighty. There it is, the phenomenal forearm from the top rope. Cover by AJ Styles and a win. Here are your winners. The team of Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion Seth Rollins, and the phenomenal AJ Styles. Greg, I'm going to bring you in on this right here. I watched this on Monday morning, a little bit removed from Monday Night Raw. Pull one of your moves on the kind of tape delayed YouTube version. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I know why Raw has been so bad, why it doesn't pop like it should, why it definitely doesn't pop as much as SmackDown. They don't have any good heels. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really unavoidable. Yeah. I have to agree with that. When Lashley, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre, and no offense to Drew McIntyre, I think that he's close to being that main heel. But when those, when Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin are two thirds of your, you know, top heel faction, you got a serious problem. <laughs> You gotta put the you gotta put the bad guy over at some point. Even the the Avengers had to put over Thanos. Hey, somebody <laughs> gotta put over somebody in WWE. <laughs> bad guy gotta come out on top at some point. And when you think about it, they're a long ways from having a main event heel because they ran the main event heel out. Everybody didn't want him to be there no more. The main event heel was Brock Lesnar. And then he was part time. Right, but that's what made them, you know, main event heel status is the people, you know, the the passion that people have for his status projected him into that realm. Yeah, and he also had other opportunities because pe- people enjoyed Brock and what he was doing, but I think we saw him, you know, flirting with the UFC and was really evident like, oh, uh, this guy really – well, I said not so much for me, but for the other, some of the other fans, like, oh, this guy doesn't care about you. Although his whole career has been like, let me get this bag and go home and work whenever I want to work. But it seemed like it took a while for people to figure that out. But whatever. But, but now you got to have somebody else to be there to make the to make the faces look good. So I thought it was going to be McIntyre, but I, I don't know now. I don't know. Yeah, the way that they're <laughs> booking him, 
they're they're holding him back from being there. You know, we talked about before Wrestle leading up to WrestleMania how he was really hot. And then when Seth started really bubbling, they kind of cooled him back down and put him in a faction to kind of set him off course a little bit. And then it looked like they were going to warm him back up. And then he lost to Roman at WrestleMania. So I don't know what they're doing with Drew McIntyre right now. That's not how you make a main event here. I'll tell you that. They're setting him up for the Rusev, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So here's the list of people who are officially moving to Monday Night Raw. We have The Miz, Ricochet, Aleister Black. I'm going to have a hard time not calling these guys the War Raiders, but the War Raiders, <laughs> a.k.a. the Viking Experience, Cedric Alexander, uh, Andre, Andrade Cianamas and Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, The Usos, Naomi, Eric Young, Lacey Edmonds, and AJ Styles. And then, of course, there are some mid-carters and stuff that are a little less prominent that we won't get into that are also moving over to Monday Night Raw from SmackDown. So before we let G-Money go, let me get your impressions of the Superstar Shake-Up, sir. How did you feel that Monday Night Raw did uh, by gaining AJ Styles as their you know, biggest attraction that they pulled away from SmackDown? Uh, it freshens things up, but again, if he's just going to be a baby face and you look at the guy who's the champion now, what does that do for the product? You know, there's, there's gotta, somebody's gotta flip somewhere, you know, that gotta make it more interesting. I, I really wasn't a big fan of the, the acquisitions for the most part. I wasn't. Cause I think the I think the Miz works way better on SmackDown than on Raw. I kind of understand it, thinking, oh, you bring him in, he gets to chew up some of that extra hour. But I think he, he works better on SmackDown. Miss Larsing, have you felt that uh, Raw did as they hit the refresh button on their roster this week? Um. Hmm. I mean, it's good to see AJ Styles, but I have to agree with um, what he said um, with The Miz. Like, I like I do agree, you know, that, you know, The Miz should have stayed on SmackDown. Because um, I feel like he's, like, to me, like, The Miz could be a babyface and a heel. And like you said, like, Raw needs more people to turn heel. And, um, I mean, we'll just see as the weeks go by and see how it works, but it's good to like freshen up, you know, see AJ. I was so happy when I saw AJ Styles. I was like, like I'm so used to seeing him on, um, on a uh, SmackDown to not see him on raw Monday nights. It's, it's going to be pretty good. So, and seeing maybe him and Seth Rollins, you know, fight together. It's going to be pretty dope. So we'll see as the weeks go by. This is the WrestleCast. The WrestleCast this week is being brought to you by Amazon.com. It's never too late to start thinking about Mother's Day. It's like a month away. So please use CSPN.us and Amazon.com to help keep the podcast free and get something for your mother. Just do your shopping as you normally would. But first, go to CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. 
click on the Amazon link, do your shopping as you normally would check out by the check out and buy the things that you like. And some of your purchase will come back to the CSPN to help keep the WrestleCast free each and every week. So again, that's Amazon through CSPN.us to help keep the podcast free each and every week. Do it today. It's time for SmackDown. We start off with the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens arrives to a huge reaction in his hometown. He opens up with some French Canadian and he says that tonight is his WrestleMania. Owens puts over the superstar shakeup and then he introduces his guest, WWE champion Kofi Kingston. Xavier Woods is out there with him and Kevin Owens welcomes them to the show and he puts over Kofi's win at WrestleMania. Owens congratulates Kofi and he leads the crowd in a standing ovation. Kofi thanks Kevin Owens and says Mania was so special to him and he thanks all the fans. Kevin Owens brings up that Big E is missing and Woods says that Big E is injured. Woods is upset that Raw stole most of his YouTube show's roster. Owens says New Day will face Rusev and Nakamura tonight and says they need some backup in Big O. Kevin Owens says he wants to join the New Day tonight and Kofi asks if he'll wear a crop top. Woods says he needs to work on pancake throwing and video games as well as his wiggle. Owens does some hip swiveling and Kofi agrees since the fans want it. So Kevin Owens is in. He puts on the crop top and the unicorn horn and they dance together. So Kevin Owens, or excuse me, Big O is going to be the unofficial official member of New Day tonight. Miss Laura Singh, how'd you feel about this opening segment with Kevin it Owens? Was so, it was cute. I like it. Um, yeah, they could work. I was like, all right, Kevin Owens. Um, it was. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a good way to start the show. You know, laughter. But yeah, I, I've always liked Kevin Owens. Even when he was Hill, I've always liked him. But it was it was cute. It was very it was very funny, and for him to you know be a part of the the new day, he should be like the like official fourth member. But I know it's like three guys. But if they ever need like a fourth member, Kevin Owens will be it. Like they they work together really well. So I thought it was cute. Kevin Owens can do anything. He can yes, be a he hero. Can. <laughs> he can be a face. He can do comedy. He can be vicious. He can do yes. anything. After that, we find out that Finn Balor has joined SmackDown. So Finn Balor comes out. He's facing Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali cuts Finn Balor off on the top rope, and then he heads up top. Mustafa Ali hits Finn Balor with a Super Hurricane Rana, but then he misses the 450 splash. That allows Finn Balor to hit the John Woo dropkick. He follows up with the double stomp, and Finn Balor gets the win. Good. It was a good match. Good was match a, between those two. It was a very good match between those it two. It was. It was like the chemistry was amazing. Like, like it was like tit for tat. Like, it was just like smooth, and it was a really good match. Best match of um, SmackDown for last night. No for sure. question. <laughs> Kofi and Xavier 
they want Kevin Owens to break Big E's pancake eating record, so he tries. We get some creepy puppet time with uh, the Bray Wyatt little vignette. We come back to Kevin Owens, and he's successful in beating Big E's pancake eating record. Ofos, Charlotte and Carmella, they're facing off. They brawl to the floor as Charlotte slams her Carmella to the barricade. Carmella hits a desperation super kick. But back in the ring, Charlotte chop blocks Carmella's knee. She applies to figure eight, and Carmella has to tap out. I know Charlotte is your girl. Yes, that's my boy. <laughs> I love me some Charlotte Flair. She's the queen. So. What's not to love about her? I love her. Did you go super crazy with her entrance at WrestleMania, the helicopter? Oh, my God. I did. I saw I was like, oh, my God. She did like her dad. It was so cool. She's, she's just awesome. I just love I love that girl. <laughs> Lars Sullivan arrives. He beats down our truth. Truth tries to fight him off. Lars just laughs. Lars hits the freak accident. And then he hits R-Truth with a running Liger bomb. Poor R-Truth. I know. Poor, poor thing. Couldn't stand it. He didn't stand a chance. Did not stand a chance. Becky Lynch is here. She says she's happy to be here. Nothing focuses her more than a superstar shakeup. And she knows that she has a lot of challengers. She says she'll take out Lacey Evans. And then the, all the other dopes. That's when Ember Moon arrives and Ember has officially joined SmackDown. Ember says that she's here to make a name for herself. And the best way to do that is to step up to Becky Lynch. That's when Bailey arrives and it's official that she's joined SmackDown. Bailey says she's happy to be on SmackDown and Becky asks if she wants a hug. Becky and... Bailey then take a trip down memory lane, but Bailey ultimately says she's here to take Becky Lynch's title. That's when the Iconics interrupt. They start making fun <laughs> of Ember Moon and Bailey. They then claim that their titles are better than Becky's, and Paige arrives, and that's when Mandy, Rose, and Cyan Deville interrupt. They say, oh, Paige is here to uh, rekindle absolution, but Paige says, uh, no, not really. That's he's here to introduce a new tag team of Asuka and Kari Sane. I love it. Asuka and Kari Sane, they hit the ring, and of course, we get a big bra as Becky watches on as all <laughs> the women beat the hell out of each other. So now it's time for six woman tag team match player. As Asuka, or actually it's an eight-woman tag team match, excuse me. As Asuka, Kari Sane, Bailey, and Ember Moon face off against Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and the Iconics. Ember Moon takes out Mandy Rose. Sonya Deville spears Ember as we break it down into the big move buffet. Asuka hits the DDT on Peyton Royce. And the insane elbow from Kari Sane follows. And she pins Peyton Royce and Asuka, Kari Sane, Bailey, and Ember Moon are your winners. 
twice in one like twice twice really iconic really <sighs> that's what i'm saying oh. <laughs> how you let that happen like come on now you guys are the tag team champions how you gonna let that happen back to back come on now yeah. How do you feel Kari Sane is going to do on the main roster? Do you think she's going to be able to hold her own? She's so little. She's so little. She's so cute. I love her. I love I love her. I do. I think with her and Asuka, there are I think they're a force to be reckoned with. Like they I think they could they could work together really well. Those two together, definitely. That's a dope tag team to me. You know, Oscar. I love, I love Oscar. So those two together, we just have to see how they work. But, but so far from what I saw last night, yeah, I don't know. I like those two. I think Paige will add a lot to them because she'll be able to talk. Mm-hmm. For them, and definitely they'll be crowd favorites at least in the beginning. Yeah. It should be fun to see what they come up with. The Hardy Boys comment on winning the tag team titles last week. Woo, the Hardy Boys. My childhood. Kevin Owens, he's practicing the Big E New Day introduction routine. Then Buddy Murphy announces that he is also coming to SmackDown. Congratulations to Buddy Murphy. He was on NXT. He was kind of a standout in a tag team with Alexa Bliss as their manager. Uh, the Alexa Bliss split up from the tag team to do her own thing. The tag team fizzled away. Alexa Bliss became a star, got moved up, left Buddy Murphy, who is her real-life boyfriend, in the dust, just blowing in the wind of NXT. He was saved by the unlikely ship of 205 Live. He became the Cruiserweight Champion. Had some great matches on some pre-shows or some pay-per-views that mm-hmm. people like Miss Didi Jonet have never seen. But <laughs> he worked hard and people noticed. And now he's on SmackDown. So congratulations to Buddy Murphy. Woo-hoo. Main event time. Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods, they're facing off against Cesaro, Rusev, and Nakamura. It breaks down, and Kevin Owens tags in and works over Rusev. Kevin Owens dumps Rusev to the floor, and Kofi follows with an assisted dive. Rusev rolls back in the ring and is greeted by a trouble in paradise, and then a stunner from Kevin Owens, and then New Day with Kevin Owens get the win. Kofi Kingston certainly earned his opportunity and capitalized and deserves to bask in the glow for a little bit. That said, some would argue that the hard work now begins retaining the WWE Championship. Living his life as a target on SmackDown Live. Guys, this is the unicorn stampede which we've seen numerous times from the New Day over the years. Xavier and Kofi obviously proficient at it. Uh, Hey, you're not going to give JBL credit for naming the Unicorn Stampede, Phillips? Hey, look at Owens go! <laughs> look at the big O! Subbing in for Big E! Fit right in! Uh-oh, clear oh, the deck! Cannonball! 
adding a little KO. Here comes the WWE Champion. Kofi Kingston out of the sky wipes out Cesaro and Rusev. Kofi Kingston. Oh, rolling. The champ is firing on all cylinders right now. Oh, crashing down takes out Cesaro. Yes, you could just feel it. A newfound. Newfound confidence. Boom drop for the WWE Champion. An unforgettable moment at WrestleMania has propelled Kofi Kingston. Thinking about trouble in paradise, and it's Rusev looking to intercept. Kofi evades. Boot to the face of Cesaro. Kingston from the top. Kofi. Oh, Went for the crossbody. Cesaro trying to catch him. Look out. SOS. That could be it. Oh, and Cesaro kicks out at two and a half. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Kevin Owens with a super kick. Oh, and Nakamura into the fray. Here comes Woods. Oh, and Woods with the DDT from the ropes. Getting crowded in the ring right now. There goes Woods. Now Rusev trying to make himself available in the corner. Makes the tag. Rusev legal against Kofi. And now Kingston able to evade. Great counter out of the corner. Tag to KO. Here comes the big O. Now Kevin Owens tossing Rusev outside the ring. A little New Day teamwork here. Kofi's going to fly. Team. Big O playing the role of Big E here tonight. Oh, look out. I wait for the Moska kick. Trouble in paradise. And stunner. Oh, oh wow. Oh, it's legal. New Day wins. Here are your winners. The New Day and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. The Big O as an honorary member of the New Day in the New Day. They didn't miss a beat. This was a lot of fun. The crowd was super excited to see Kevin Owens finally get in the ring. And the crowd went home happy. I was happy they went too. Vince McMahon has a big announcement. Vince jokes about being back in Montreal. Vince says he rarely puts a seal of approval on the star, but this man is the future of SmackDown and WWE, and he he introduces Elias. Elias says Vince understands what WWE stands for. Elias says he, he has questioned Vince in the past, but now he knows that Vince knows what the fans want. SmackDown will be the temple of Elias. Elias is then interrupted by Roman Reigns. The big dog. Roman kicks Elias' ass. Vince starts to <laughs> yell at Roman. And Roman, Superman, punches Vince. Roman says SmackDown is his yard now. And then Roman drops Elias with the spear before eventually leaving. Vince McMahon out here taking Superman punches. Yes. 73 years old, 72 years old. So we lose AJ Styles. We get Roman Reigns. I think Miss Didi Jane would be happy with that if I could speak for her on behalf of her. 
and uh, her new tenants at SmackDown. So the <laughs> new tenants on SmackDown Matters are Finn Balor, Ember Moon, Bailey, Kari Sane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Elias, and Roman Reigns. And of course, we're going to have some, like I said, some lower mid-card people. I know that Apollo Crews and Liv Morgan are coming to SmackDown. They have broken up their riot squad. Yeah. Yeah, Liv Morgan. Maybe Liv Morgan is about to become a part of another tag team or something. I don't know. It seems like they would have broken off Ruby Riot and let Sarah Logan and and Liv be a tag team now that yeah. they have the tag team titles. But they obviously have other plans for Liv Morgan. And I don't know what they're going to do with Apollo Cruz. He's very talented, but WWE has no idea what to do with black characters. Oh, of course. It's time to move on to NXT. And speaking of black characters, we start off with the best one in the business today. The Velveteen Dream is defending his North American Championship against the newest SmackDown member, Buddy Murphy. This match stems from Velveteen Dream giving Buddy Murphy a hard time backstage at WrestleMania after he lost his Cruiserweight Championship to Tony Nese. Buddy Murphy hits a big boot and a jumping knee. Buddy Murphy struggles to lift Dream back into the ring, so he breaks the count at nine and goes back to get Dream back into the ring. This gives Dream the chance to hit a Famister once they get back on the inside. Velveteen Dream hits his Dream Valley Driver, followed by the Purple Rainmaker, and the Velveteen Dream retains the North American Championship. Yay, round of applause. Oh, this was good. To start off the show, this was... Yes, it was a good match. This was really good. Freddie Murphy can go. He can. That's had to keep my eye on him. Like I said, hopefully there's a lot of success that comes to him on SmackDown. He's worked very hard to have this opportunity. And he is one of the better in-ring performers. One of the better smaller guys. He's kind of large though, so it, he can hang. He can hang with you know guys twenty five pounds bigger than him, and it not look too like too much like he's out of his weight class. Go away. We get an addition of street talk. The street profits are here to create an opportunity. They're going to see William Regal because they want a chance at the NXT tag team titles. They tired of waiting in line, so they about to jump to the front of the line. But when they knock on the door, the War Raiders come out. And what's funny is, you know, the Street Profits music is playing, and then when mm-hmm. the War Raiders open the door, the music cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> and yes, we're calling them the War Raiders here on NXT because that's what their shirt said. Yeah, uh, the War Raiders said that they have heard all the trash the Street Profits have been talking, so they went in to William Regal's office, 
and they asked for the match for them. So next week, they have a title match between the War Raiders. Well, I don't know if it's a title match. I don't think it's a. They announced it as a title match. It's just a match between the War Raiders and the Street Profits. I would assume it would be a title match. It should be because they're now on. Right. Yeah, they're on Raw. So. But it may be one of those things where they have to beat them to earn the title match. And then a couple of weeks, they get the title match and they get the belts. As long as Mont, excuse me, as long as Montez Ford has a belt, I don't care how. I don't care if I have to wait like two more weeks for it to happen. <laughs> I just need to see him coming out there acting a fool with a belt around his waist. <laughs> he is so entertaining. He didn't even have to get in the ring and I'm like, yeah, this has been a very enjoyable match for the Street Profits. <laughs> I love the Street Profits. They're they're very funny. The new NXT champion, Johnny Gargano, he comes out with the title for the first time in full sale. He talks about getting told no at his tryout and how the taking no for an answer has led him to become Johnny champion. He calls TakeOver New York the toughest match of his career, and that's when he gets interrupted by the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, baby, he's living, saying he beat Johnny and he got lucky. He says he won the first fall, and if it was any other match, he'd be champion. Cole says he's the rightful champion and calls Johnny a punk. Johnny wonders if there's trouble in their little boy band. Johnny admits that he lost the first fall, but then he made him, meaning Adam Cole, tap out twice. That's not definitive. That's undisputed. Johnny calls Adam Cole a baby, and then the undisputed come down for a fight. But that's when Roderick Strong, who wasn't up on the ramp, sneaks in from behind and lays out Johnny Gargano with a jumping knee. The Undisputed Era holds Johnny down as Adam Cole holds the title. He shoves it in Johnny's face. And then Adam Cole super kicks Johnny and the Undisputed Era stands tall. Those guys, those guys. He could hold them off at TakeOver. But he couldn't hold them off here as Undisputed Era seemed to have the game plan a lot better at Full Sail than they did at Barclays. That match, though, was amazing. That was Between a great Adam, match. Oh, the anxiety. I was, had so much anxiety. I was like, oh my God, Johnny. <laughs> I was rooting for Johnny for sure. We get a vignette to hype Kushida. And he debuts in two weeks. Can't wait to see what Kushida brings to NXT, which version of him we get. A recap airs of the NXT stars who have moved in to Raw and SmackDown through the Superstar Shakeup. So that's, again, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Lacey Evans, EC3, The Viking Experience, Lars Sullivan, and Kyrie Saint. Aaron Fry gets destroyed by Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic hits the big boot and he gets the win. After the match, Dijakovic gets on the mic. He says he's only in NXT because his family took the opportunity to come to the U- to come to the U.S. 
that spirit is in his veins and he has his eyes on the North American Championship because of it. Feast your eyes, Velveteen Dream. Uh oh. That could be a dangerous match for the Velveteen Dream. Yes. Kathy Kelly, she catches up with the Undisputed Era backstage. She asks about their issues after TakeOver and if they're resolved. Adam Cole shrugs it off and puts over how they don't let their emotions get in the way like Johnny does. William Regal comes down and says he spoke with Johnny Gargano. He says he wants a match with them. Adam Cole wonders when they'll have their rematch. However, Johnny requested a match with Roderick Strong instead. Roddy's pretty happy, but Adam Cole seems annoyed. Could this be the end of Undisputed Era? It looks like they're trying to tease it. There's some fissures and fractures going on right now. Yeah, I saw. Hmm. We have a video package that recaps the rivalry between Kari Sane and Shayna Baszler. It shows Kari Sane winning the May Young Classic and winning at TakeOver Brooklyn. Then it shows Shayna when she won on an NXT episode. And she also won at Evolution and TakeOver War Games. So they're going to meet for the title in tonight's main event. Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne, they cut a promo at the Performance Center on Candice LeRae. Aaliyah says she got lucky in New York because they weren't focused and they were spending too much time enjoying New York City. So Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne challenge Candice to a tag team match next week if she can find a partner. It is announced that next week, Johnny Gargano will face Roderick Strong. It is time for our main event. NXT Women's Championship match. Shayna Baszler versus Kari Sane. If Kari Sane loses, she gets no more opportunities at the NXT title. Kari Sane misses the Kabuki elbow to the outside and hits the guardrail. Shayna throws her in and immediately goes after the arm. She twists and bends the arm in awful ways. Kari Sane makes it to the ropes to break the submission. Kari Sane rolls to the outside and the referee calls calls for help from the medic. Io Shirai runs down to check on her best friend. Kari wants to continue. Shayna reaches out and pulls Kari back inside the ring. She goes to stomp on Kari's arm, but Io Shirai rushes in and shoves Shayna to save her friend with a DQ. So Shayna Baszler gets the win by disqualification. After the DQ, Desmond Duke and Marina Shafir, they pull Io Shirai to the outside and they throw her into the guardrail. They hold down Io while Shayna stops on Kari Sane's injured arm. And that's how we ended this week's NXT. Oh my goodness. Whether you like her or don't like her, Shayna Baszler is damn good at this wrestling. Yes. She's very, she's dangerous. She's like very that, dangerous. That sleep hold, that sleep hold, like, I could just, I remember seeing Bianca being, like, so frustrated. Because, like, not only did she, I think she did, like, maybe three times when it was in, um, 
in Brooklyn. And I think in New York takeover like two weeks ago. And I'm just like, they need to put, I feel like they should push Bianca more too. I love Bianca. And uh, like that match, I could just tell like she was so frustrated. And like Shane, like Shayna, like I said, you, like you said, love her or hate her, but she's pretty damn good though. Like as much people don't like her, but she, she can, she can fight. I'd like to see the Velveteen Dream scene NXT as long as possible, but it looks like uh, with this Dijakovic program that he's not going to be there much longer. Looks like he's maybe going to get moved up. Um, I just don't. I hope not because Vince is going to change his name to something crazy. Oh, oh my God. I don't even want to know. And he's not going to get booked nearly as well as he should. And he's just going to be not special. That seems to be Vince's main plot right now is how can I make all of Triple H's best people not special? Because everybody from NXT is getting some pretty messed up things happening to him right now. I know. Like the Viking experience, I was just like, okay. Like it was all over Twitter, like the Viking experience. I'm like, okay. But, um, yeah, they have to, I guess, felt like they have to prove themselves. Well, Miss Laura Singh, at this point, it's time to wrap up the show, and I'll let you have this time for your shout outs and thank yous. Okay. First, I want to thank you for letting me join you again on the WrestleCast podcast. It's been a while. And I'll give a special shout out to my Glow Ladies, um, Angie, Dee, Jaden, and to my new one, um, Natasha, who I work with. She's been getting into the general wrestling thing. She went to WrestleMania. So I give a special shout out to her. And um, yeah, to the WWE Universe. As always, yes. I'd like to thank Miss Laura Singh for joining us here tonight. I'd like to thank, thank you. Magnum Prime as well for joining us. I'd also like to thank Miss Didi Jonay. Hopefully she's safe and enjoying herself. Thank you to everyone who joined the live tweet this week, broadcast SmackDown Matters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We truly enjoyed you. Thank you to everybody who tweeted something on Friday about the Sasha Banks situation and how the situation is playing out and what their thoughts were. A lot of passion. And everybody pretty much had the same things that uh, we feel here, that they need to do better by Sasha Banks, whether she stays or goes. She's one of the most talented people they have in WWE, and it's time for them to recognize that. Yeah. That was a good discussion. Uh, please remember the Patreon page over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. You can listen to our pre and post show conversations as we get in depth on some things that we normally can't talk about here on the WrestleCast each and every week, some pop culture stuff as well. Just a different, uh, you know, podcast altogether. So please check out the dark match over on the Patreon page. It's good videos and stuff over there as well. So for my guest, Miss Laura Singh, for the Rawcast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime, 
I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and this has been episode 232 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Becky, congratulations on your victory tonight on Raw. Thank you. And congratulations on your historic win in the main event of WrestleMania 35. As one of the pioneers of the women's evolution, I have dreamed my entire life about main eventing WrestleMania. And you, Charlotte and Rhonda, did that. You three turned dreams into a reality, and I'm very proud of the three of you for that. You were the first woman to pin the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey. And you were the first woman in WWE history to win both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships in the same night. And last week, last week you talked about all the women in the locker room coming after you for those championships. And that you have to sleep with one eye open. Well, I'm here to look you in the eyes, face to face, and let you know that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. coming after the Raw Women's Championship and you should know that. Alright, alright. I have spent years in the trenches with a lot of overlooked and underappreciated women just like I was. Like you, Natty. And I've got to be honest, the second that I held my two titles over my head, I knew that those overlooked women were going to try and hunt me down. That's the nature of this business. To take over the world, you have to take out the person that's on top. Now, Natty, we have traveled the world together as teenagers looking to fight anyone, anywhere, just to get a foot in the door of WWE. And, well, look at us now. Thank you, thank you, but Natty, Natty, she helped build the revolution from the ground up, so Natty, it would be a pleasure, le pleasure. Well, isn't this just adorable? Natty, I admire your determination, but the Raw Women's Championship couldn't possibly be around the waist of a classless been such as yourself, sweetheart. Now you two nasties need to stop all this nonsense discussing a possible title match amongst each other because a lady knows how to curry favor and use her influence to get exactly what she wants. And now that I am officially on Monday Night Raw... Women's Championship. And Natty, I have the authority, per the McMahons, that your next match will be against me. 
attention honey because I have a feeling a lady can teach a man a thing or two 